Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dishes and Dimes for January 11th, brought to you by BasketballNews.com. I'm Kelsey. I'm joined by Yasmin. Yas, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Kelsey? I'm good. I mean, we just lost by a single point to the (laughs) best shooter in NBA history, but that's the way it be sometimes. Yeah, such is life, as you said. Um... Yeah, I hate that it had to be like that, like on a on a call in the last few seconds. And I joke, I was like uh, joking to my brother, uh, watch this end with a game winner. <laughs> and that's exactly what it ha- what happened when uh, Damian Lee got those um, free throws and made both. Uh, yeah. And then it came down to a um, four-second play for the Raptors. Um, Pascal goes for like a spin into a um, turn, like turnaround fadeaway kind of thing, um, and it rims out. <laughs> I would, I would, I would rather he airball that really than see it rim out because that's just like so much more painful. Because like the, the universe decided, nope, <laughs> not this yeah. time. Because fifty times out of a like, I, I feel like yeah, fifty times out of a hundred, you make that. So a coin flip scenario that it rims out is just terrible. That's why I don't feel as bad about it because fifty times you're gonna make it, and this just happened to be the one time it didn't. Yeah, in a one point game. And I hate that it had to be him after a great night, like he yeah. played consistently through the entire four quarters. I think that it was his most balanced game where he was just present every time he was on the court. Uh, I know that issue has been that he's been fading in and out this season and it seems that none of the three best players on this team between um Kyle Pascal and Fred none of them seem to be playing really well at the same time you know what I mean and I feel like last year you were bound to get killed by like two of them Mm -hmm. either you get like a Fred and Pascal game or you get a uh Kyle and Pascal game or you'll get a backcourt game where Fred and Kyle just go off like it was always two people just going nuts and then you know, Boucher's done a really good good job um, making up for the offensive loss in uh, Sergi Baca. I feel like he has, like, a great game consistently or that, you know, he outperforms the bench big on the opposing team consistently, which is really cool. Um, but, yeah, it just seems that we can't get two players really going at the same time, which is, like, a must for this team. The margin of error is smaller. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been frustrating because now they are, what are they? Two and seven, two and seven. Yeah. So it would have been nice to be three and seven. Cause then you're only like three wins away from being Wait, 500 are they two and seven you know? now or are they two and eight? I don't know. I think it's two and seven. I okay. think, um, but yeah, it would have been nice to see them get closer to 500, but now it's just like their margin of error for the season is still early, but their margin of error for the season is getting slimmer and slimmer as time goes on. And then you have all-star break in a couple months and you want these players positioned for appearances because, um, you know, I feel like they need the first half of the season to really perform. And with the Raptors, like, unless like for other teams, the team can kind of suck, but the stars are well known enough to get guaranteed all-star spots if they're playing well, you know what I mean? But I feel like with the Raptors, our stars for years now have had to have excellent teams as well as um, star numbers. And you, you always get star numbers from, you know, the Raptors all-star caliber players for the season, but 
um, if they don't have the wins to complement that, if they're not among the top um, five of the conference, people won't really pay, pay attention. And I would really, really like to see Kyle get another all-star appearance, um, you know, Pascal to get a consecutive one or even Fred to get um, his first, which would be really cool. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of annoying. It's kind of annoying. That's what it, it is. is because you know, they're going to get the fan votes. That's no problem. But when they're not, exactly, but like, are they going to beat out, um, Giannis or Kevin Durant <laughs> or, you know, um, Trey Young or something like, I feel like those mainstream names, um, tend to get the overwhelming amount of the front, front half of the fan votes. Um, and then our, the Raptors All-Stars tend to rely on the coaches' votes. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I feel like um, that usually comes down to how Nurse is coaching the team and how well they're doing in the stands. Um, yeah. And but yeah, it's, it's pretty frustrating. The Kings win was really cool because we got to see some buckets that have just been going in and out, actually go in for the Raptors. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, we get um, an almost triple-double from Siakam, and Fred is just excellent. Like, he's such a talented scorer. Like, sometimes Fred leaves me in awe when he really gets going. Um, I think he had a sequence where he hit, like, consecutive every time down the court into, like, a pull-up, which is really cool. Um, yeah, he's just – he's become such a talented scorer, and he's so, he's so good when he is um, – like if you need Fred to score because the team is really low on scoring, he can do it. And yeah. he's been doing it the most consistently on the team, like so far. Um, That's got a way on you though. Like mentally knowing that you have to, you personally have to be on 200 every night. Yeah, But that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't worry about that with, <laughs> Fred. Fred. No, he's <laughs> right. Like if he's, out of, out of anyone else, Fred is not a person who's uh, who I'm worried about when it comes to pressure in the league. Yeah. You know, he's, he, not only is he in his prime right now at 26, um, he's at that age where, where point, guard, point guards really round out into like their identity, which is really cool. And we get to, we kind of get to witness him become like an all-star caliber player, which is very nice. Um, even, to, even tonight, his defense on Steph was insane. Like he had Steph imprisoned um most of the night like it was ridiculous he always does he is the only answer to Steph Curry yeah and like consistently anytime he is matched up with Steph Curry Steph Curry has a tough night like consistently mm -hmm. I'm talking about a what 10 10 game or nine game sample if you include the uh if you include last season and then you include uh the championship season playoffs and everything together like consistently Steph has had a hard time playing against Fred Van Vliet. And that's a big um, sample size. That's not a small. It's not. That's more games than we've played like all A year. dozen games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm literally talking about a dozen game sample size. Anyways, let's move on to the next topic instead of uh, wallowing in our uh, Raptors depression. Um, and it, it's still kind of related to the team in the sense that um, my first reaction when I saw all of these teams having Play like seven players is like oh this is the time for them to catch up which yeah. I thought it was such a it was such a dark thought to have literally scaling like, upward I'm like this is why sports should not be on right now like it's <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> I see like these like receipt long um injury reports from all these teams um and it's 
it things aren't making sense. Like the Sixers are like their record was affected by the fact that a bunch of their team <laughs> had COVID exposures. Like they actually lost their last game because they had only seven uh, playable players. So um, when you consider that, it's like this this should not be happening right now. Um, I just don't understand the contact tracing that's going on in the NBA. Like how can yeah, that's a good point. Seven players. How can they have seven players at all if that many were exposed? You know, that's what I'm saying. Like these guys ride in the same bus, they change in the same locker room, and you want me to think that because Jason Tatum wasn't guarded by a guy for 15 minutes straight, it doesn't count as a COVID exposure? Like that's like bullshit. Like when you think about it, like the league shut down because think about the concept of like think about the concept of grabbing a rebound. Yeah, and how you're literally your face is in that guy's ear, like next to his face, while you're trying to box out. Think of how many people like wipe the sweat off their nose with their jerseys, their, touch jerseys. their jerseys, touch and the take ball. A charge. Yeah, <laughs> when you take a charge, that guy's sweat is hitting your eyeballs, um, and you expect me to think that it doesn't count as COVID. Like that's so dirty. <laughs> like that's really so nasty. What do you think even touching it? like the the hand stuff for before you check in, you're all touching that. Wait, you're literally they are literally wiping their sweat and then dribbling the ball. Yeah, and then like touching their contact lenses, like OG Ananobi's contacts fell out, and I'm like, these guys are first of all they're wiping their sweat on their like. Have you seen Kyle do that where he like wipes his sweat on the on his hands? Yes, dribble, and then wipes his shirt. Like, just out of habit. Like, it's, like, ritualistic. Yeah, even, like, their free throw rituals. There's so much touch. They lick their fingers. LeBron yeah. licks his fingers. Licks his fingertips. <laughs> like, it's so disgusting. Like, Sergi Baca, remember how he has to smell the ball? Like, <laughs> that's why we wear masks. He literally taps it on his forehead. He gets yeah. his infectious sweat <laughs> onto the ball and then dribbles it and then drinks his water, closes the top of, the like, the, the suction thing. Like it's disgusting. Sometimes they um, close it. Sometimes they don't even do that. Like it's disgusting. Um, but yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. Um, it's not it's, gonna it's shut so down hilarious. until the Lakers get it. It's not it's gonna so shut dy- down. It's so dystopian, you know, when you think about the NBA going on with like a pandemic out there. Yeah. It seems like something from like the Hunger Games or something. <laughs> like it's so ridiculous. <laughs> we're gonna it's gonna be two years time well, like no it's gonna be seven years and like you know how you watch old clips of like um spurs basketball and, stuff? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like what a different world we're gonna be watching clips of the raptors and kings hitting 70 points in the first half <laughs> like during a pandemic with no audiences and the fans and coaches wearing surgical masks and be like oh, it's a different time <laughs> yeah it's like what's that song in the band played waltzing matilda and, and the NBA played on. Like it's like the Titanic's going down, and they're playing their little violins. Oh my God! You know, you know that clip of like the uh, what is it? The beautiful game Spurs basketball, where they're all passing. It's like a very famous highlight clip. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be like that, but it's just gonna be like the hideous basketball of this year so far. It's just been weird. It doesn't count. Yeah, it's just it's hilarious. Um. To add to like all of these players with their exposures and uh, Jason Tatum literally getting COVID, like he's out for four, ten to fourteen days. But yeah, like Jalen has been um, insane, so he's he's gonna continue get to get ridiculous number. I think he might actually start as guard in the All Star game if he keeps this up. Um, 
which makes like uh, Kyle or Fred's case even tougher <laughs> just because he's so excellent this year. Um, but yeah, so if you consider, the, um, uh, what was I saying? But like you consider all of those things um, to add to it, players are literally like getting injured left and right. And I don't know, like, do you think it's, it could be related just to the general atmosphere? Like people being yeah. like absent-minded and they're, I feel like everyone's just playing weird right now. Even good players are playing weird right now. I think um, like, there's oh, some sort of science to it when you have like a full arena. It feels more compact. You feel safer as to when you have an empty arena. You're just kind of like bodies are just flopping everywhere. I feel like several times a game, you'll be like trying to go up for a shot and then you catch a glimpse of the empty uh, seats and you like have a moment of like, whoa. Like yeah. <laughs> that can be, that has to be semi, um, what do you call it? Some sort of like distraction, I feel like. Like that's one of the variables I talk about this season where like people are wondering like why are why are players playing so uncharacteristically, like whether they are playing really well or really poorly. It's like there are so many outside things contributing to play. And when everyone has like a stable life and they have like homes in their cities and their friends and families present and they come to the same court in the same city you know, for most of the year, I feel like it's a different kind of Yeah. Um, and they're all such creatures of habit and ritual. Exactly. And oh my God. Yeah. Ritual, rituals. When you think game. of the season, like the season isn't normally starting at this time. The off season isn't normally when it occurred. And that I think is why the more established guys are probably playing a little less all-star than they were before. And why the younger guys are succeeding because if you look at the timelines, this is so much more similar to a college season than if you than to an NBA season. So the yeah. guys coming out of college, they're kind of used to this, whereas the guys that have been in the league for a long time, they have kind of forgotten what it's like to play this type of schedule. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. Um, so I'm trying to think of everyone who's been injured so far. Like, um, I think just this week, Thomas Bryant. Yeah, so just this week. Um, Marco Fultz and Thomas Bryant uh, tore their ACLs. Um, what else has happened? Bogdanovich, didn't he? Oh, yeah. His sure knee? He My God. Um, what do you call it? LeBron got his face elbowed in. Um, I feel like there are, are a lot that I'm missing. <laughs> yeah, I've read so many injury report tweets today. Like, literally lists of players out. Oh, I forgot. Uh, ben Simmons has another knee issues. Has another knee issue. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo has, a, has back spasms right now because he, like, literally fell on his back the last game mm-hmm. um, and didn't play. Uh, and I feel like he could be out for a stretch of time um, because I think that the Bucks can withstand, like, not having him for a little bit. And it's early in the season, so I doubt they're going to risk anything too crazy. Um, but yeah, like so many players injured right now, um, just contributing to like this weird season. Kyrie's just like not playing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I just don't like the vibe. It seems like the chaos is like quarantined in the Eastern Conference <laughs> right now. Because <laughs> the only teams that I think have any issues right now in terms of health are the Mavs. And I think Denver might have had an issue, but I think that they're okay now. But I know that the Mavs are a mess right now. I think that they had to close their facilities. Um, and I think that's it right now. But they seem relatively stable. I feel like I, I keep seeing LeBron and AD 
still playing. All of the games I've seen um, recently feature Kawhi and Paul George and Serge Ibaka on the court, which is cool. Um, so, like, the, the top team seemed to be fine. I There was just a game with, like, both um, John Wall, Boogie Cousins, and um, James Harden on the court. So they seem to be okay. But right now, <laughs> I feel like all of the top teams in the East are wrecked. Oh, and uh, how did I forget? Like, the Heat didn't even have enough players available to play the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Like, that's insane. That is so insane. It seems that the whole top of the conference right now, all of the playoff teams have something going on. It's insane right now. And you wonder if it's like, if there is stuff going on in the West that we just don't know about because Adam Silver doesn't want us to know about it. (laughs) Because then the league would actually get shut down. Yeah. No, it's clear that they need to take a break right now. Um, perhaps just cancel the season and leave the standings as is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would be opposed to that at this yeah, point. Yeah, so, you know, the Raptors might have a top uh, three pick or something. That would be really cool. <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's your move, Adam Silver, but... So yeah, like, you know, you got to repay the team for moving to freaking Tampa. That's the uh, thing. They should get something out of it. Yeah, the, they said that the league is going to um, reward the Raptors, sort of. It was humiliation, um, apparently. That's so you know, I think that they should be given a lottery pick. Like yeah. I literally I'm not even kidding. I feel like their first no, pick because be they're first. playing a completely different game right now than everyone else is when you think of all the yeah. things that they have. They're living in a hotel. Like it's ridiculous. They are homeless. We are it's like <laughs> LeBron A D, Kawhi, Paul George, Kyle Lowry, fourteen other homeless guys. That's what's <laughs> going on right now. No, it's just, it's so sad. Um, and yeah, they're just not, the vibe is just off. Like nothing they're doing on the court really makes sense. Norm just looks like really bad right now. Like just, I think he looks like he's at his floor. He's yeah. at his floor right now. If you want to see what bad Norm looks like, you just watch the last several games. Um, I think he was okay. It looks phenomenal. Huh? Chris Boucher looks phenomenal. Well, for Chris Boucher looks great. I think he's like completely shown that he's a he's worth his contract. I think already. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, like it's just not lining up. The vibe is off, and I don't know. You can just kind of read it on the team, especially like the people who aren't playing well. Like I feel like our the three best players on the Raptors are playing fine right now. I think Kyle's been a little off um, the last, uh, like last tonight, rather versus the Warriors. But in the fourth it quarter, did, it did through. take him a while to get engaged. Yeah, like the fourth quarter, I feel like I, I was saying like he's gonna find his legs in the second half, and he did. Um, but yeah, like it, I, I feel like we're gonna hopefully like I feel like things are getting better though. They're playing much better than they were before. Before they were like just terrible. <laughs> they were really bad. Um, I feel like they're kind of figuring it out. And I feel like they've just had some really, really bad luck. You know, I feel like we've made a joke before every game um, that, you know, insert bad shooter here is going to have like four of nine. (laughs) And I feel like that's happened like every single game. Um, Every shooter is a good shooter (laughs) against the Raptors. And Um, who was it tonight? It was Kelly Oubre tonight. Yeah, of course it was. Literally has not made a three. But not tonight. <laughs> I was just seeing some stats where people were like, if the Warriors remove um, Kelly Oubre's attempts, they 
are the fourth best shooting team in the NBA. Oh my god! And then he hits what, like two major ones against us. I think at the end of the day, though, you do have to kind of put some of the blame on the coaching because it's been you know nine games. A lot of these things aren't working, and Nick Nurse is not doing anything to adjust them. Yeah, I think tonight was like an attempt at that. Like he stopped playing the big men that they've acquired this offseason altogether. So no Baines, no Len. Um, Can well, I just no, say on the record how no much Bembry, even like Bembry hasn't Bembry, um, Bembry doesn't hasn't had uh, any court time as of late. I feel like he was used sparsely last game. I think, but and none tonight. A spark guy, like he can provide the spark that you need when you're all kind of in this funk. If he's allowed to, and they're not allowing them to do that. Matt Thomas can provide you your shooting. Paul can do everything. Paul can cut better than anyone I've ever seen. It's just, it just doesn't make sense to me that when something's not working, you wouldn't try something new. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how far um, it has to go for them to like really make major changes on the team. Um, We'll see how far it has to go to with the um, the front office who was at tonight's game, like you saw, mm-hmm. beside Jerry and Bobby Webster pretty prominently. Um, we'll see um, how far it has to go before they uh, make significant changes or or kind of like put their foot in and kind of like interfere with the process, which will be interesting. I don't think they've ever had to do that because the team just starts off so goddamn hot. <laughs> yeah, in the Nick Nurse era, they've never had to do that. I mean, Nick Nurse was handed. A- a team on a silver platter when they acquired Kawhi in his first season. Mm-hmm. And then he managed to kind of carry over the awesomeness of that team into the next season. Um, but now that he has to like, I feel like now he like really has to, he can't get, he can't get too funky. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it's, I think the opposite. I think it's showing that he actually cannot get that funky. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like now he oh, can't. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, no I, I know. I feel like, before he had so many like just ge- like geniuses on the court and vets yeah. at all times uh and this time he has like a younger team even kyle said that like we're young we're old but we're young he met in refer- refer- reference to himself and baines probably but other than that like this team is just full of 20 something year olds and i mean like under 26 26 and under on this team is just you know a lot of really young guys um who might need the game simplified a little bit for them you know just play like classic basketball and I feel like they have the talent to kind of carry that over and make it really good and you that's know, the thing. They, if you want your team to be successful you have to change your style to a style of basketball that they'll be successful at you yeah. can't expect these guys to play a game that they're not familiar with especially young guys young and experienced guys mm-hmm Mm-hmm. He might have to like simplify the defensive schemes and just have them running more simple like cutting plays and you know more more um freeing up the best guys on the team instead of like you know the raptors they try and get shots for everybody mm-hmm. i i think they should just define the rules more clearly and make it so that the bulk of the shots go towards you know pascal fred kyle and og like just make it so that your best players are doing most of the scoring um, and boucher you know giving that punch off of the bench as well you know and hopefully hopefully norm figures it out because when norm is good he's He's fabulous. But in order to be good for Norm, he has to be scoring like friggin' Tracy McGrady. 
Yeah. And he also needs everyone around him to be doing what they are supposed to be doing as well. Exactly. Yeah. Like as soon as someone's a little off, like it's weird because last season, like if anyone was having issues or the team was just having one of those games where I feel like the Raptors like won every 10 games. They used to have a night where they're just shooting like historically bad for no reason. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like um, Norm would be like, you can count on him to like get 30. <laughs> those yeah, nights. Norm was like an insert Norm here. Breaking, yeah, break yeah, breaking glass of emergency. Yeah. That yeah. was Norm. <laughs> that was Norm like consistently last season. Um, he would literally get you those wins that you don't deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of that, even the wins that they do deserve, they're not getting <laughs> um, with all of those lost leaves and everything. But, you know. Um, yeah, th- just it's the product. The product of basketball is not very good right now. It's kind of, um, kind of strange. It's not what I'm used to. No, and I think the bubble was more successful, not just for safety reasons, but because they had it all figured out. And it wasn't just like you know, you go to some arenas and there's just yeah. Like, I honestly like that that digital fan thing just felt like. I actually liked it. Yeah. It you feels know? more real. It feels like people are watching and like, it feels like um, they had the screen blocking off the seats, So it didn't feel empty. The arena, you know, it, it looked like you're watching it in like some sort of like cool 3d theater. Yeah. Sort of thing, which was really nice. Um, it was just more well-planned out. Now it looks like just really bad preseason games. With like barely yeah, the any ones that they play in like, um, like Alaska and stuff, where yeah. nobody goes. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like those games where the Raptors were like playing in Japan, like half the arena was filled in the first yeah. quarter or something. Like it looked like that, and it looks like that every night, every night, know? every game. It's just, and now there's going to be no fans, so I do not know how they're going to, you know, adjust to that. We'll see. We'll see. Um, tomorrow will be a good game, or is it t- tomorrow or Tuesday? I don't. Tomorrow. Portland. Oh, is it back to back? Yeah. Good luck to them. <laughs> um, but yeah, Portland's a great team. That's why I'm like interested in tomorrow's game. Um, they have great long defenders, so I'm be I'm gonna be excited to see how past performs against you know like Derek Jones Jr. and Robert Covington, who are you know both doing really well for that team. Um, and yeah, like we know that Fred's gonna handle Dame. <laughs> um, uh, I feel like he did the same thing last season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it should be a fun matchup. Um, you know, hopefully we laugh about this record, you know, two weeks in the future. <laughs> we will. I mean, they'll, they have time to figure it out and they have time to make changes. And I honestly think putting someone that's more of a morale booster at center come right. the trade deadline could reap so many benefits do you have any ideas like i was just i have a lot of um, ideas i know you do (laughs) i I was watching like um the bulls play and i'm like what if they got someone like thaddeus young to play like small ball five or something you know he's a bench guy i mean he's a he's a vet he can like he can really take advantage of other bench units i think yeah him or kylo quinn who isn't signed anywhere yes um, John Collins, extremely unhappy in Atlanta right now, just turned down a $90 million extension. Yeah. 
airing <laughs> grievances about Trey Young being the only uh, line of offense. So, yeah, send, send both of our centers to Atlanta and give us John <laughs> Collins, please. And like three picks. If he, if they get, or like, no, if, yeah, yeah, he's young. So, um, I think they can get away with that. But like, honestly, um, they have options. That's a good thing. They have options and they have their uh, picks and they have, um, the, what do you call it? The salaries to trade at the deadline. So I, I like, I firmly believe that they can be better. Um, and I feel like this period is more so for like assessing the needs of the team. Yeah, um, I think the whole season is that way. I mean, we had all... It's a the, developmental year, you're right. Yeah, we had all of this room saved up for Giannis. That's not happening. So now we have all of this money and all of these short-term contracts. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and they have their core locked up, which is really cool. Like, they managed to do that this off-season. Fred's on an awesome deal. OG's on an insane deal. <laughs> like um i feel like they got og for like the perfect price they got him for like what he's worth i think really right now yeah which is awesome and he's a player who's really going to improve so um if they manage to get him at such great value and everything and you have like the core locked up you have pascal locked up um you can i feel like they're gonna figure out what to do with lowry i think we'll find out by this like mid-season do you think that i don't think kyle's going anywhere i yeah think- you think that's I think they Kyle's can't offer an Udonis Haslam. Sorry? Kyle's going to be our Dirk or our Udonis Haslam. He's <laughs> going to be here forever on these short-term deals. They're going to take care of him. I mean, I honestly thought here. they go to school here. They've born and raised here. Like, I don't think that he's going anywhere. And I don't like the thing is people are keep saying, what if it's his last year? What if it's his last year? But he's never said anything about that. Like, you're not forcing LeBron into retirement. So why are you doing it to Kyle? Yeah, I agree. Someone mentioned that he's at that age where I think he's just going to go where the best money is. But I don't think that's who he is as a person. No, I mean, like, what I mean is that, like, I think that the Raptors can accommodate that. Yeah. Considering how their future has changed, right? I feel like um, people are saying that he might just go and ring chase, but I don't think that's a guarantee. Because I he, just don't think or, that's him. I mean, yeah, I don't know. When, when you ground it out for so many years to get your first ring. I don't yeah. think that you, I think that's more for players who have been in the league as long as him and don't have one. That's understandable, but right. he's not one. Yeah, no, you're right. He worked for it. And I think he values working for it more than he values having it. Yeah, it's, I feel like if nothing happens by the um, de- trade deadline, I feel like it's going to be like, I feel like if they are going to let him go, get something out of it. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, they might have the intentions of just keeping him as their, you know, as Mr. Raptor. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Um, I mean, I don't think that, I don't think it's something that we need to worry about. Especially if they start to pick up, pick it up. And I yeah, think I'm yeah. kind of in that position where, you know, someone like, someone who's been with the team long and is kind of the face of the franchise, like, you know, like Giannis was trying to do in the summer or like LeBron is where you can kind of handpick your team. Yeah. 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 It's just, um, it's interesting because um, they're a team where I feel like they're young enough that, and they're experienced enough where 
I think that you can capitalize on it and surround them with the pieces needed for them to be like perennial playoff, you know, top seeded teams, just like um, Kyle and DeRozan were for a few years. You know what I mean? And you kind mm-hmm. of just keep building your core at the top of the conference. And then you kind of, you when you're ready, you make that pounce for like trading a piece for like a number one pick for a star player or, um, uh, you know, a disgruntled superstar, which is going to happen every single year. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's been happening every single year the last like three years. There are like more um, disgruntled superstars than there are free agents. Exactly. <laughs> every year. Disgruntled superstars are more guaranteed than like a, a good free agency class. <laughs> like Giannis signed, but James Harden wants out. Yeah. Like, that's how hilarious <laughs> it is. Next season, it's going to be some other guy. Next season, it's going to be like Zach Levine or like Brandon Ingram or something. Yeah. The NBA giveth and the NBA, uh, NBA taketh away. Yep, 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 yep. So I think that's everything for tonight. Um, you Tomorrow, were you going to record with So tomorrow, um, for a live or... show, we actually have nice. um, a special guest coming on, Blazers legend, Ashton Batuso. So she's going to come on to um, talk some Blazers pregame with us on the live show. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Um, it's going to be a great matchup. Um, I'm not going to miss these late West Coast games. <laughs> no, I'm so tired. Um, yeah, like this is not fun. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we have to give you guys your uh, Monday morning listening. Uh, <laughs> have a great uh, day. And, um, you know, we'll be back to talk with you, um, you know, Raptors and NBA basketball. And it's not that deep. It's it's not. It's not. It's sports. It's fun. It shouldn't even be going on. It's sports. It should not be happening. It's all a simulation. None of this is real. None of this counts. Tampa Bay is not even a real place. Not. (laughs) (laughs) They they keep talking about it, but I keep saying it's not real. Um, But yeah. I can't find it on a map. So. I also always think um, and California are right beside each other, but yeah, yo, my my understanding of American ge- uh, geography needs to be like an, a separate episode. Like I'm going to I don't Paul understand Lord. why these places that have palm trees play in the east. Like yeah, like why I, I play in the west. My understanding of American geography. I literally left Canada when they were learning about American geography. <laughs> <laughs> when I and then I like never learned it. So like I just found out. Um, Boston was a uh, city, not a state, like three years ago. Like, it's actually disgusting. Yeah, apparently it is. I also just realized that Malibu is in California and not Florida. So. Like, I have so many, um, like, it's, it's actually embarrassing. <laughs> we'll do an episode, Yasmin and Kelsey. We'll do it, like, next month. Discuss American <laughs> geography. Yeah. Um, all of the NBA cities on a map. Okay, so have a a great night, Kelsey, and uh, we'll catch up with you guys next time. Yeah, so find us on basketballnews.com. Yaz writes there, I write there, Katie writes there, all our podcasts are there, all our live shows are there, and we've got some really great stuff coming up for you. So thanks again for listening. Don't worry about the season. Goodbye. (laughs) 